desire. Hello and welcome to The Rebuild, a Cleveland Browns podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Peter Moses. I am not Jordan Zerm. And on the line with me right now is Gates Merriman. Gates, what's up, dude? We won. <laughs> yeah, man. We did win three in a row and three in a row appearances on this lovely podcast for me. Can I say we yesterday, we yesterday, we earlier this week predicted 3417 on this podcast. So we and were for not quite and for right. like for like four minutes in the fourth quarter, I was feeling myself so hard. Yeah, I bet you were. Especially um, when they got that interception that got called back, and I was like, "Oh my god, it might actually end up being." And then everyone scored again. But yeah, they just did it one more time. But we were pretty close on pace, and like the general um, differential was about right. We put up a forty burger. We've averaged nineteen points a game. And we scored 40 points. I understand that we're probably going to pick through some things about what made us sad because that's what we do. We find the things that bring us joy, and then we move them out of the way so we can focus on the thing that makes us sad. That's, that's it's usually, life. to be fair, not all that hard to focus on the thing that makes us sad. But in this case, we will have to be a little bit nitpicky. Did you hear that? I did. That was the sound of a, a Great Lakes Christmas ale opening Ooh. up. So I oh. should be blackout drunk by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> takes three sips and can't remember his yeah. name Ooh, daddy this looks good mm, i don't even okay. know if i can find christmas ale out in california I, I, man it's I probably everywhere. can it's, you probably could but it's it's like front and center in the display of the grocery stores in, in chicago they know what's up here yeah they know how to get drunk they do they're quite good at it and i'm um just joining in on the fun hey man and a merry brownsmas to you too um browns win 40 what was the final score literally no idea <laughs> it's 40, 40 something to 20 something we won yep. we won by like 20 points um and uh it was really convincing jarvis landry we could all now just kind of agree better receiver than odo beckham jr right it's i mean he at least has like he and baker have it down he has like taken over the uh richard higgins role because richard higgins is mia almost had a touchdown today that would have been nice for all three of those guys to have touchdowns but like he's just as reliable, but but better at this point, and they're like very much on the same page. But and Odell gets touchdowns if he's wide open in the end zone. That's good. Uh, also, basically threw an interception today, and by Who, that I Odell? Mean like yeah, or like caused an interception. I know that ball was behind him, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird the balls he drops and like the balls he catches. There's a big, yeah, big, uh, very like opposite ends of the spectrum there. Um. What's his name? Carlson played really well today. Ah, uh, Mr. Carlson of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yes. he, he had a great. Hey, you know what? He actually had a beautiful catch right at the end of the game um, when they were. Uh, who did we play? Uh, the Dolphins were attempting an. Dude, that Christmas ale is killing me right now. <laughs> it's potent stuff, brother. Uh, they were tr- trying an onside kick, and he caught it like over the shoulder. And I, I took note. This Carlson guy. He's Mr. The Carlson. Mr. Another Carlson. good week for you, sir. Tip of the hat, Mr. Carlson. And honestly, I, part of me really thinks that we were better off just not having Njoku drop three balls in this game. 
Yeah, because... I think so too. I don't. I will be shocked if Njoku coming back is like a big boost to the offense. We have yet to have. He's in year three, and we have not had the Njoku game where it's like, has he ever gone for over a hundred yards? I, I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, listen, we we, we talked about it la- uh, earlier this week. That like this was either going to be like a oh my god we're in crisis or we're going to take care of business and we took care of business and honestly this all kind of felt like we're pre gaming for the Steelers next week already. Yeah, it it did. I mean, okay, so if if we're really nitpicking, there was a pr- it was a pretty gross third quarter for us and it felt like we could give the game away, but or at least like have to squeak it out at the end. But then we just kind of you know hit the gas again and uh, pulled away and that was it. So Cybert missed if, a field goal, kicked the ball out of bounds. I knew not to trust that guy early in the season. He was hitting everything. <laughs> and I, I was telling people not, not fucking buying it Austin. And, and so far in the last couple of weeks, he's, he's not unraveling, but he's gotten less consistent to be fair. No one can hit anything in the dog pound. And these, this year, it really is brutal. I don't know what the yeah. wind is doing over there. All sorts of things. Like apparently going a bunch of this way and that. Yeah, bo- both ways. Both ways at once. <laughs> it's fine, though. Like, we can, when you're playing the Dolphins, you can afford to lose those. It seems like at least we're being smart and trying to go not into the dog pound end in the fourth quarter. I noticed that. Um, so, uh, good job by Freddie if he intended to do that. Probably <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Goodbye. That's a that, that is a little bit of an indictment on the first part of his his first couple games. Good job with that coaching decision, unless you did it by accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so the third quarter, I don't know. That would be the thing to get upset about, but they they kind of erased it, and like it was just sweet to to score twenty eight straight to to come out and kind of have this thing never really be in all that much doubt. No, that it was said, uh, the Dolphins really suck. They boy, they look are a lot really like bad. We did a couple years ago. They're really, really bad. We literally uh, had every practice squad dude playing defensive line for us this week, and uh, really didn't miss a beat. They are. Could you name our starting four defensive linemen? No. Could you name two of them? No. Okay, me neither. No, I. <laughs> no idea. And also, it's a like, well-researched podcast. <laughs> Listen. You knew, like, they're so bad, it didn't matter. They don't no. have, like, they're in full-blown, like, Hugh Jackson tank mode right now. They are, but um, unfortunately, our, our close friends, the Cincinnati Bengals, are out-tanking them right now and almost, almost beat the Steelers today, but but couldn't quite pull it out. I feel, I'm I, I'm feeling very confident going into the Steelers game especially after this game, but also just like, it, like j- just from a football standpoint, from an emotions and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen standpoint, I f- I'm very frightened because the NFL, I mean, I don't know. First of all, the NFL is not going to have, I don't even know if they're going to have announcers at this game. There's going to be no sound at this game. It's going to, I think they game. moved it. I think this was initially supposed to be like a four o'clock game or something. They moved it to one, I think just to like take some of the, you know, like don't want the sun going down during this game, you know? Um, so it's, it's a one o'clock game now. It is going to be just, just ugly. Did you see the, uh, the videos going around on social media of, um, Browns fans in the Muni lot with, uh, it was a Mason Rudolph pinata and swinging a helmet at it. Yeah. Not, not great. Not I'm the best say, look, but I'm, pretty funny <laughs> to be honest. Funny for sure. And also like, uh, yeah, 
and uh, funny, not great, and on brand. It can be all three of those things. Yeah, it really was, and, and extremely dangerous because these people were wearing headphones, trying to hit a moving pinata with like a circle of people <laughs> around them, and like someone again. Oh, if you've again, been listening, almost got killed. You can get killed by a helmet, folks. I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> Doctor Gates Merriman is imploring that you can get killed by this. Yeah, just just keep your head away from swinging football helmets, please, <laughs> and just keep your head away this- from football too. It's pretty fascinating how this has turned from um, national embarrassment to like local galvanizing moment in the course of just 10 days. Like people are there was a Miles Garrett (laughs) chant going during the game today. Um, You know, very interesting. We we should have known that the stakes were just going to get raised. This is just like Browns on a next level, like (laughs) expectations of making the playoffs. And then we accidentally instead started a race war. That's what happened. (laughs) Like that's that's the Brown season right now. Yeah. It's just, just, we're just, we're just browning up. You know what I mean? We're leveling up our Browns. The stakes were going to be high. We just didn't really know um, what we were getting into, (laughs) but here we are the forefront of a race war. Wow. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, this game was great. I also, Shout out to having two really good running backs. Like, do we have two top five NFL running backs right now, just from like a talent standpoint? I believe so. It was they both had touchdowns today, right? Man, everyone had a fucking touchdown today. What a game! Um, yeah, that's Kareem coming back has changed things a lot because we no longer need to. For some reason, when Nick Chubb was coming off the field on third down and. Uh, What's his name? Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah, Dontrell was going in like it wasn't doing the job. Um, But now we're running these like two back sets, which is also better. We get better protection. Kind of looks more like last year's offense. I dig it. We're good. The line's fine. We're good. Do you want to briefly look through the uh, the schedule the rest of the way here? Because it might be interesting. Let's let's just listen. I will. This is nothing if not just like a podcast that plays the schedule game 11 times a year. That's right. And it has to kind of reset every time because we're we're almost always wrong about it. This is a podcast for lunatics is what it is. It's a (laughs) podcast for people who don't learn from their mistakes. But here we go. Learn from our mistakes, too. Before you before you talk about this. Untuck it. T-shirts. What? Who? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, we will be untucking it later. Um, okay. But this is, we're just kind of living the narrative that everyone thought was going to fucking happen uh, in the offseason. We're like, wow, the first half of the season is a really tough schedule. You yeah. play a ton of playoff teams. You're not blended together. A little more bad play calling and penalties that kind of exacerbated it. But now we've won three in a row. Yeah, um, we definitely, I mean, we knew it was going to be like, tough. Here we, we come. underperformed and it was harder, but... Yeah, this back half of the schedule is, like, as promised. Um, it's pretty wild how how easy it should be for us. Besides the Ravens, that scares me. The Ravens well, is going to be horrifying. Time, so we've we split with them over the season? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, it, it's really got to win out to get in, or um, you've got a shot at 9-7, and seven, but it's probably not looking great. You need, you need help. Ralphie. He gets it. He gets it. That's right. Um, yeah, I think we we do need to go ten and six, but that would be a hell of a tear for the Browns team that historically hasn't really shown the ability to um, well to win at all, and certainly not um, over sustained stretches. Your dog barking in the background of this podcast 
could not be more appropriate, <gasps> I feel like. Uh, this is great. He, he knows what he's doing. Good boy. Very good boy. Come here. <laughs> Come here. Oh, boy. We get a ear scratch for that. Yeah, he's doing good. Also, um, we yep. didn't mention, I don't know if you caught this in the Steelers game, but our dear old friend, Mason Rudolph, benched. Uh, unbelievable. Benched. That's, uh, it's hard, hard. I think he threw like five interceptions in his last 28 passes is what I saw on Twitter. Something, if those numbers aren't exactly right, they're very close to being right. So yeah, he's done. And some guy named Duck is playing for them now. Honestly, I'm I feel knowing like yet were... if uh, if Duck is a big fan of the N-word, I guess we'll find out <laughs> next week. <laughs> Haven't gotten the scouting report on this guy. <laughs> Haven't checked his, have scoped his Instagram yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I mean, <laughs> but that's, that's the great unknown. At least with Mason Rudolph, we knew what we were getting. So this Duck guy, <laughs> Lord only knows what he's going to say. There's no way they he's not getting benched in this game or before the Browns game unless he threw like three touchdowns. Like he could have throw he could have like won the game and thrown a touchdown and a pick and they still would have benched him. I feel like yeah. Roger Goodell told the Steelers he's not allowed like no matter what's happening, he's not allowed to play next week. It was I mean, he he made the decision with his play, but yeah, it would be I don't know. There's the possibility that they like throw him back out there like as a hoping that he'll be motivated by sort of a revenge factor. I wouldn't be shocked if he plays, but it would be great for us if he does. So put him out there, Mike. I I'm, I mean, I'm not afraid of fucking Devlin Hodges either. No, me neither. Like, like, this is it. This is the thing that got, that, that got overshadowed by Miles Garrett's assault, <laughs> is we are now in the position that the Steelers have been in for the last 20 years where we're like, who the fuck's your quarterback? And all we have to do is play average defense and they're probably going to turn the ball over. No, and that's, so... and then, and then you should win. Like we should, it's... I'm very interested to see what the line is going to be next week. Me too. I, it is like so nice that, I mean, maybe Ben Roethlisberger will be back for a year or two at most, but like, we've just been waiting for this, to happen, this stranglehold on the quarterback position that that um, Pittsburgh Ben Roethlisberger, like, whose arm fell off this yeah, this whose year? arm fell off, um, and who also uh, is like a sexual deviant. Um, but now the Steelers are getting all upset because someone swung a helmet. Now it's a character fucking issue. Come on, there's a, there, there's a, there, was, there was a great meme I saw that it was said uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Scrabble, and it said R A blank ist and the two letters that were on the scrabble board were a p and a c <laughs> <laughs> i was like yep that's your quarterback room yeah, rock on fantastic. pittsburgh that's awesome <laughs> god wow. i hope we just bury them like they can be as angry as as they want and we they can, can be as angry take... as they want but you know like we have nick chubb and kareem hunt now Dude, I love Nick Chubb so much. Oh, God bless He went for him. over 100 again today, had a touchdown. He had like 55 yards receiving or something like that. He's just incredible. That last touchdown of his where he just kept on churning, he's the best. He's so he, good. He's awesome. He's he's like the heart and soul of the team. He's just fantastic. He's so reliable. He's just like does his job so well. It's really fantastic. Gates, you want to know what else is just like fantastic like Nick Chubb? Is this where you call me ugly? No, I'm not going to call you ugly this time, Gates. I think you're okay. very handsome. You. I think you're a nice guy. And I think you're well-dressed. 
more more often than not. Okay, just, thank you. Just like people who wear untucked shirts, baby. Guys, you ever seen an untucked button down? They usually look bad. Why? It's because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untucket, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untucket shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. That's a perfect example. Gates, very handsome, in-shape dude, needs a different cut than me, who has the body of a tomato with four toothpicks shoved into it. (laughs) Oh my God, that's exactly right. That's exactly what my body looks like. That's I exactly like... what your wife said in her wedding vows about yeah, you. Literally... That was the only thing she said. Yeah, she kept repeating it over and over again and then said, I do. Um, <laughs> listen, I mean, it's just uh, Untuckets are nicer shirts. And with more than 50 different fit combinations, Untucket shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's 20% is a lot. That's One like a, of every that's $5 you spend won't have to be spent. Yeah, that that's, way. I would say, from like a podcast ad space, that's that's coming in hot. That's a pretty solid deal. Again, mm-hmm. that's untuckit.com and use the promo code BLUE for 20% off untuckit.com um yeah get after it that is that's not their slogan is it nope no that was just me adding a little pizzazz on the end there get after it guys go chase down those shirts <laughs> um so yeah Pete what 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 else do we got on this one it's just a good win we haven't had one of these in a long time where it's just been like satisfying the things that went badly really weren't all that bad it was just kind of like even really great teams when they kick other teams' asses, there's always a bit of a lull. So we've just never had to deal with it ourselves because we've never been very good. This felt like a palate cleanser. I feel like we should all just like go about on our merry way, feel good about it, and rest up for next week, but feel like Baker has quietly really turned his season around. Mm-hmm. I understand that it was rough at the start. The line had some issues. And again, while everyone was calling for Freddie Kitchen's head, like I don't know how you take that position into December when they're eight and seven going into the last week. Or yeah, like right. I don't. It's just it's it's an un, it's an unsustainable position because even though they're playing who they're you know they can only play who's on the schedule, they look better and they weren't that far off with all the like all the worst stuff was happening the penalties were terrible the discipline was terrible the play calling was terrible and you got to imagine it just doing it again for a second year and probably not having the most front loaded schedule ever it's kind yeah, of where we thought we would games. be after all this we would craziness be probably win that Seahawks game if we did it again with a little like it, it doesn't take all that much to beat those teams that we we lost those early games to and also for anyone who wants to put forth the argument that, you know, yeah, we're winning, but we're beating terrible teams. How many years, how many games have we seen where we're playing a terrible team and we fucking lose to them or just play down to their level? Like, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, folks. Winning games is a good thing. Yeah, winning is good. And we all deserve this. This is what we were asking for last week. We were like, it would be nice to be boring. And this was boring. 
it was really pleasant. It was really satisfying because Jarvis played great. Odell got a nice touchdown, didn't play the best, but the offense looked fantastic. The defense did what it needed to do against bottom three team in the league. And yeah. we all get to like go about our merry way into the holiday week and gear up Joe for the Schober, Steelers on Sunday. Two more two more picks for Joe Show. Killing it, man. Yeah, he's great. definitely definitely going to the Pro Bowl, right? A hundred percent should. He's playing phenomenally. I don't know anything about any advanced statistics on linebackers, but like, keeps he's catching doing, the ball and yeah, that seems the like ball it's good. And it hits him in the hands. Yeah. And uh and he doesn't seem to be I know last year I think he missed a ton of tackles, like led the league maybe in missed tackles. He's doesn't seem to be doing that anymore. In fact, tackling, um, knock on wood, but is no longer like one of our main issues. On no. defense, I don't even know what our main issue is. It was it, we were fine. Everything did was yeah. good. Yeah, it was just good. It was a good game. This is like very. This very much feels like the Ricky Bobby getting interviewed for the first time, and just like <laughs> his hands drift drifting into the screen. We're like, I, yeah, it was just like we should have won. Baker played better. He's like doing like his third game in a row where. I mean, shouldn't have had an interception, but OBJ kind of gave one up when he threw it behind him. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt is better than Duke Johnson. So, like, we'll see. <laughs> if, we, if we sound a little out of our element, it's because we're out of our element. The, this fan base is not geared towards knowing how to um, take a convincing win in stride. So Yeah, I'm like, it's yeah. It's hard to I know mean, what to do. The, I guess the third quarter sucked is our biggest takeaway. Third quarter did suck, and, like, it should, it sucked more than than it should have. We didn't really turn it around. Like, it was just a really bad quarter. It was it was super ugly. But it was fine because we had already come out to 28 nothing lead, so you can have a shitty quarter if you play well the other three quarters. Folks. If you take away all of the insanity of what's going to happen next week and the lead-up to it, I'm going to take Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Landry against whoever the hell is going to be playing on the Steelers offense. 100%. Right? And we've Let's just already strip, saw... strip away yeah. all the crazy. I, I feel like we got to be at least six-point favorites in Pittsburgh. Don't you think? Am I nuts? I think so. I don't know. What were we um, in the first game? Do you have any idea? In the first game, we were, we, we were like minus two. You were giving like two points. And Pittsburgh's coming off a very unconvincing win over what is the worst team in the league in Cincinnati. Yes. So, yeah, we, we should be getting. Having um, benched Mr. Tommy Laren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, Pittsburgh should be getting, I would I would imagine, at least five. They are home and they're, I don't know. They're you think they're, the they're going to be favored? No, no, no. They're getting. Oh, they're getting five. Yeah. 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 I think that's right around. I think that's right. It's kind of yeah. like in the the no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, I feel pretty good. We yeah, this is we need this is fine. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is nice. Everyone enjoy the football over the over the holiday. And uh, are you what, Gates? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, I'm I'm working. Unfortunately, I do not have the day off or the day before or after off. So sweet. Um, yep. Yep. I if, am. Um, uh, yeah. I'm salt baking a salmon. A salt crusted wow. salmon. Oh my goodness! What does that yeah, mean? Man. Briefly, it means you basically just like bury a huge fillet of salmon in like pounds and pounds of salt and put it in the oven for like an hour. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Have I you got done a... this before? No, no. So how do you get it out of the salt? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. 
I, I mean, I'm just gonna you be just, on YouTube. You just have to look be... at it. Yep, the it. Yeah. Yeah. Just shake okay. it out. Shake that it. That sounds great. No, no um, turkey. No, there'll be a turkey there, but I'm doing a friendsgiving, so I gotta. That's nice. Gotta, you know, throw some stuff out there for the people who don't want to eat the Turks. Yeah, that sounds really good. Salt, um, salmon, salt baked salmon. Cool. Wow. Get yeah, into we're... it, man. That's why you come here for the culinary <laughs> advice. That's it. I actually, we are, we're sous videing some, um, Ooh. some turkey breasts. Yeah, I love a good. You sous-vide got a sous vide? Oh yeah, it's gonna be in there for like twenty four hours. It's gonna be moist as hell, baby. Ooh, moist ass turkey coming my way. Moist is as that sounds as delicious as it does disgusting when you say it. Well, you know, turkey is just. There's a reason we only eat turkey like one day a year. It's not that good. I mean, I like a good turkey sandwich, but not all that good of a a meat just to eat right off the bone. So um, no. Hopefully, this kind of makes it. You know, I, I. I like the festivity of it. We'll put it that way. And, and yeah, this is just going to be a dripping wet Turk. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm we're not going to talk. sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, still want to listen to this podcast, yeah. we'll be on after. Leave us a five-star review. Um, we will read it uh, back to you. We'll say anything that you write. And, uh, yeah. Um, Gates, any uh, anything you want to plug? No, no. I feel like my plugs have been a little morbid recently. Um, so I'm just gonna, just gonna, you know, take good care of yourselves, people. All right. The doctor says take good care of yourselves. Um, take, if you're take in the Los medication Angeles, that you're prescribed. Take the medication you're prescribed. I cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> take your medicine. Take care of yourselves. Um, if you're in LA, um, I am having a, a, a basketball themed holiday party on uh, December 18th with uh, my basketball podcast, Air Buds. So uh, look out for that if you're in L.A. and you want to uh, get good drinks at a uh, basketball holiday party on the east side of L.A., Wednesday, December 18th. That's going to be happening. Come say what's up. Are you going to um, say where it is or just the east yeah, side of club, L.A.? Yeah, it's at Club TG in Atwater Village. Okay, Sick, that means uh, nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> if you live in L.A., you get that. It's in Atwater. And uh, just look, at, look, look for the flyer. Um all right, Gates, until uh, until we talk more about the Steelers, I guess, uh, this has been fun, and uh, go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. Good win. Good job, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.